Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. Well, today's topic is how to stay healthy with surfing and a little bit about the restaurant business. My guest, Sal Avila, is the owner of the Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch locations of Avila's El Ranchito Restaurant. It's a restaurant chain based in Orange County, California, and he is also an avid surfer. He's going to talk about how he started the restaurant, some tips for those of you who want to open up a restaurant of your own, and how to stay healthy with surfing if you're new to it. Or if you're already a surfer and want some tips from a veteran, check it out. Sal has an amazing history and you will learn a lot. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. And before we get into our interview, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Goth Tours. Hi, this is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. Today, my guest is Sal Avila, the owner of the Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch, California, locations of Avila's El Ranchito Restaurants. Hi, Sal. Hi, Don. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Well, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. It's my pleasure. So, you're a member of the Avila family, and the Avila family owns several restaurants in Southern California. So, how did you get started? And finding out that you wanted to do this? Well, my parents have brought us up, all of us, in, especially my father, brought us up in business-wise. Okay. Uh, so we learned business since we were little teeny kids. We would sell lemons. We had a lemon tree, and we would go and sell lemons. We were that type of a mentality. And then, so when my, once my father started the business, the restaurant business, of course, all of us wanted to do that. And my brother, Joe, and I, we wanted to do that, but we wanted to go surfing too at the same time. <laughs> so we decided that we were going to go to Hawaii back in 69 or 70 mm-hmm. and go to Hawaii and open up a, a restaurant business there to go surfing and work at the same time. Oh, nice. And your family came here from Mexico. What what city in Mexico? They come from the city of Guanajuato. Okay. But it's a little city, the little town is called Penjamo. Oh, okay. Guanajuato. And, and then they came here... Now, were you also born there, or were you... I was born there. Oh, okay. And do you visit often? I was visiting there for a while, because I have relatives there. Okay. And I have uh, I have cousins that I love dearly, and uh, some of my cousins are, are still living there. Some are live, live in other places, so they all graduated, mm-hmm. and they live in different areas. 
Okay. Over, 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 over Mexico. Oh, okay. Nice. And so your mother's recipes, I know that in the restaurants, your mother's recipes, did she bring those actually from Mexico? Are those the recipes they're using in the restaurants? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, yes. My mother is a fantastic cook. And all my aunts are really good. But uh, also my grandfather and my grandmother helped my parents open up the restaurant. Oh, really? And so my, when I was a little boy, I, I used to see, the, see my grandfather washing dishes. And then I'll see my grandmother helping my mom guide her. And my mom will be, be going through the whole, all the recipes. Oh, okay. So you use these recipes still in the restaurants. And so these are ones she developed there. And of course, you keep them secret. Yes. They're very good. So, and now the first Avila's El Ranchito restaurant was founded in Huntington Park in 1966. So did you work there at all in yes. the restaurant? Okay. As a matter of fact, what happens when they first open it, it used to be a Cuban restaurant. Okay. One of the relatives owned it. And they decided they didn't want to be in the, in the Cuban restaurant business anymore. I it was see. a small little restaurant. And so my father, uh, one of my uncles says, is my father wanting to take it over. Right. And my father says, well, I need to come up with $10,000 to open up the restaurant. And so my uncle lent him the $10,000 so he can open, open up the restaurant. And so that's how we got started okay. in the beginning. And I think the first day they, they opened up, my mom said she sold $12, $6 in the morning, $6 in the right. afternoon. But from that, it all came, it all happened. It started rolling, rolling. Nice. And so there's a very successful business they have now. Now they own all the property there. Oh, okay. And the restaurant's one, it's one of the biggest restaurants that we have. And and it, it's just been, it's been successful since she opened it. Wow. Opened it up. And so... Each of the, so a lot of the family members, so your brothers, sisters, or, or other family members, they either had or have restaurants, locations of their own, so they, you keep it within the family. Yes. What happens, we we keep it within the family. All of my, my nephews, they all work in the restaurant business. So okay. my, my sons, my kids, they all work in, in the restaurant business. Okay. And normally, they, that's why we have 13. Pretty soon, we're going to have like 20 or something. Yes. <laughs> They're all anxious too to, to get involved in the business. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of them have graduated from school. They've gone to, a lot of them has gone to uh, San Diego State mm -hmm. and uh, different, and to graduate from from from, uh, from school. But when they come back, they realize the flexibility mm -hmm. and and the ability to use their knowledge of, of well, when they went to school and used it in the restaurant business. So they decided it's better to open up a restaurant business than right. follow their own career. Nice. And so, when did you decide that you wanted to operate these two locations, and which one was first? About 21 years ago, my brother goes, look, there's a Taco Bell. There's a Taco Bell right here on Muirlands. And uh, I came by, looked at it, and I saw this little tiny restaurant. But my vision, I already envisioned myself putting this restaurant together. Mm -hmm. So back then, I decided to open that up. Once that's been going about three years ago, I decided to open, open up Foothill Ranch. And so now we really get really busy yes. here in Foothill Ranch is also getting really busy. Yes, so you operate these and a lot of your employees have been with you for a long time. Is that correct? Well, well I think that's a blessing to us, uh, not only to me, but to my parents and every one of our, of our brothers. Because some of the employees, for example, you have Martha has been with us since she was like over, over 50, almost 50 years. Wow. And Bernardo has been with us for 
he's the, he's the main chef. He's been yeah. with us for over 35 years. Wow. When he would, within the family, cooks when we open a restaurant. Right. We, we share them with uh, new restaurants. So you are a surfer and very avid surfer. So how long have you been surfing? When did, when did you start? I, was, I went to, when I first started in, in the 10th grade, I was like 15 okay. years old. Okay. And I started going to Huntington Park High School. And then I started seeing how the surfers were. Uh, it was a guy named Rick Lenders who would buy me over his home. And he will put ahead a surfboard. Mm -hmm. And he will put it in there and he run and would jump on the board and pretend like he was surfing. Right. And so I did, we all did that. And it seemed like a lot of fun. And this is what got me started okay. going surfing. And I said, well, I like to do this. And so we will go to the beach. Mm -hmm. The parents, Rodney Abbott, he was another one of my schoolmates. His mother would take us to the beach every weekend, and that's how I started surfing. Oh, nice! So you consider that that's a good age to learn when it's, you're young. Now, if you're well, older and you want to learn to surf, can you still? Well, is you, there still a chance? You can surf any 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 time, any age, as long as you pay attention to someone who already knows. Because right. eighty percent is eighty percent of surfing is is really not knowing the ocean mm -hmm. and 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 being in shape paddling. Right. Because uh, you get get a wave, doesn't take that long to ride a wave. Right. But to pedal around and put yourself in the right position, that's what makes it hard. Yes. How do you feel that surfing has enhanced your health and kept you healthy? Well, I think that a lot of it, a lot of times, you know, being in the restaurant business is very stressful. Right. Uh, there's a lot of problems in the restaurant business or with any kind of problems that I have, emotional problems that I had. Right. And surfing has saved my life a lot of times because I will either go to Mexico and go surfing for a week and 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 just paddling out and get myself totally away from everything that has really tremendously helped me and stress yes. and it's healthy being in the ocean right being around there and, and around people that have the same view that you do what are your most memorable surfing trips that you've been on different parts of the world surfing I belong well, I used to belong to the Mexican surf team, so I represent oh, really? Mexico for the oh, for the that. for the world contest in Hawaii. Oh, really? So wait, how long did you do this? I've done it for probably five years. Oh, okay. So you were you were representing them, and you, See, there was a contest in Hawaii. Exactly. I was one of the best. Well, nice. they, they have different different categories. I had short boards and long boards. Right. And I was one of the top long boarders in Mexico. Oh, nice. And so I will represent Mexico wherever I've gone and. And also in, in, in the nationals, we will have a different parts in Mexico. Okay. And then the world contest, I represent Mexico. Nice. But the most memorable times that I, and the best ways that I serve is, is, is in Indonesia. An islander, it was called, an islander had a wave called Desert Point. Okay. That wave was so good. And you still remember it. Oh, I still remember <laughs> it. Perfect wave. And then there's, and there's another island near the Caroline Islands. There's uh, a wave in Sipanapit, or called Pipas. Okay. And that wave there is tremendously. It's called Panape. It's okay. really. I end up in the hospital, but. Oh no! But, but <laughs> I, I oh, love no. the wave. Why did it get, get you in the hospital? What happened? Nobody wanted to go out because it was really big. Right. And the wave is tremendously. It's dangerous because you're in the middle of the ocean. Okay. You take a right. boat, it takes right. you half an hour to go into the ocean to surf the reefs. Okay, yikes. So I was just there almost by myself. There was another guy just pedaling around there with me. But then I just took off on this wave. For some reason, the fin slipped. And I went from all the way to the top and I hit the reef. Oh, and then no. the reef took, hit my 
elbow, mm -hmm. my elbow came out. Uh, my whole back was all, it was all scratched and oh, no. it was all white meat with 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 the coral on, on the back. And then I had to I had to go through through the reef because I was lower tide. Grabbed my board for one arm because I couldn't use the other. I came across walking and, and, and fortunate that it was lower tide, so the waves were breaking further. And I got through the channel of the reef and pedaled with one arm to the boat. And then somehow my arm snapped back to its place. And then they pulled me up and and they said, well, taking you to the hospital. Oh, wow. So I was there and they're really nice people. The, right. The hospital, the hospitals grabbed me and there were two, a doctor from the Philippines, one from India, and they took all the all, all the all the coral off yeah, my back. Yes, gave me antibiotics, cleaned me all out with iodine, make sure that the coral didn't grow back, and so scraped me for a long time, at least two hours. Now I have to uh, pay this bill, <laughs> and I says the lady, this little lady sitting there, and uh, she goes, well, it will be eight dollars for you today. Oh wow! So I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm gonna be back, but they knew that I'll go back surfing because I had, right. I just had all scratch on my whole body, so I just they were really nice. What's oh, sounds good, and you're all healed. I'm healed. Um, I still have scars, but you know, memories. <laughs> That's the most memorable. That's the most That's memorable. That one in Indonesia. Indonesia. Now, as a way to stay physically fit, so you recommend surfing to people? I, I definitely. To me, when I was a kid, box for golden gloves. Oh, for, I Until I was like 14. And I love that. Boxing. Uh -huh. okay. It is really good exercise. Boxing is? Good physically for you. And, and don't then, you get hurt pretty easily? Yeah. <laughs> you get knocked out here and there. And uh, But that's one of the sports. But surfing is good for your whole body. Okay. And your arms, your legs, your breath. When, you, you're, when you're paddling, all that exercise. And you're doing it out of fun. You're enjoying what you're doing. So you don't even think of it to be an exercise. Right. Great. Well, now, so in health in general, so what advice do you have for men who want to stay healthy and fit? You know, maybe they're they're working long hours and, you know, they've got kids and it's it's hard to squeeze in the exercise. Or what do you recommend for them just to get off the couch and... Well, eat right, eat good food, healthy food, natural food, a lot of vegetables, yes. a lot of fruit, mm -hmm. and then go surfing. Yeah. To me, that's the most important thing I have surfboards all over the world. I have surfboards in Mexico, that I, I have a house in Mexico and I have a house in Nicaragua. Nice. And I got surfboards there because that's the main thing. And, and I teach the children to surf oh, when I go there. in Nicaragua? So, in Nicaragua and Mexico. Oh, nice. And so some of the surfers that I taught for now in Mexico that become one of the best in the world. Really? Wow. So, and you agree age is just a number. You can yeah. be fit. That's what I was talking to a fr uh, friend of mine last night here dinner, having dinner with him. He's about my age, and he said, the deal about it is that you kept surfing, but we stopped for a while for it, and only surf only in the summertime on the, or the weekends. Right. And the idea with surfing is that you, got, you need to be consistent in surfing, either every weekend or two times, three times a week. Okay. In order for you to stay in shape. Right. Because otherwise it will be hard for you to, to, to stay away from it for a couple of weeks and then tr and try to get back into it. That'll be right. too hard for you. Consistency. Consistency is the most important. And so that's the advice of to stay healthy throughout the years. Maybe find a sport that you like to consistently do it. Consistently do it. And I think that, that 
sometimes your conscience and you start justifying the fact that oh I'm older so I don't have to do that but I, it's an excuse right I think that that you have to be real with yourself and tell yourself I need to do I need to get up the couch mm -hmm. and I need to get in my car and drive and pedal out I don't right. care if I get a wave or not but just pedal out and this way you're kind of having power over your body right and not the body over you right I agree and so you exercise often do you do other yeah. exercise besides surfing or well, like I said it's, it's um, I take yoga okay. I, I, uh, I really think stretching is one of the most important things okay. in any sport any right. sport okay. what I do now I just every place I go I have a bag where I take my jump ropes and and I can push-ups pull-ups mm -hmm. uh, sit-ups I do all that I can to try to stay in shape okay. the jumping rope is one of the best really okay part of it because of you uh, staying trying to to give yourself back in condition right probably not the hardest but it's like anything else you know you learn to crawl before you learn to walk that's true that's right and then there's it's the gets your heart going it's and, hard. It's good for your and heart. the strengths it's good for your digestive system and it's I have a frame of a two by fours and then top of it I have a plywood and then I jump on top of it so it doesn't hurt my knees when I so you're jumping around on the on, on cement instead of that I have a cushion with that oh okay so, so I just and so boxing you don't do that anymore no no you, you quit I, I, I quit that I think you know violent sports it's not really I don't see it as violent but I see where people hurt each other right and I'm not into that anymore but I do do a lot of the exercise I hit the bag do you have any advice for someone who wants to enter the restaurant business either open up a restaurant or just thinking about it maybe in the planning stages it was very natural to be because my father's been in business right. since he was younger and it's natural to to know business and know how to proceed of what to do and not to do and, and he was very fortunate because I think uh, his location 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 means almost everything for everybody right my suggestions I did I, I went to Orange Coast College for like three years mm -hmm. took classes for marketing advertising oh, okay, good. accounting Ben Beard he is one of the top guys in in the in the restaurant association and he taught me well he told me what to do again consultations in the marketing part of it it was very helpful to me yes. and so I think that a person should really have a knowledge even though he's a, the person can be a really good chef or makes really good food I think that he needs to expand his knowledge by going to to take few classes in school mm -hmm. that will aid him to make a better a more successful business like marketing like, and accounting advertising yeah yeah because not like 90% uh, I would say about 90% of the business go out of business people that's that go into family business go out of business within the first three years 90% within the first two to three years yes. they will fail and then I have my father and my mother and you put 50 years in the business each that we right. can share the knowledge with each other right take classes learn marketing accounting finding a good location yes, probably and exactly and, and, and take uh, and accounting and I'm in the restaurant in the restaurant business right and also in, on portion control right that's that's really important to take a class in that okay that's my suggestion for someone to to, to try started. to beat the odds that's right <laughs> okay you have a you said you have a home in Nicaragua and in Mexico so how often do you visit uh, both of those places well I'm I'm planning to go down to Mexico this, this next this is next week I'm not Okay. Uh, and stay there for a couple of days, surf. I like to stay at. And where do you surf usually in Mexico? Is I, it's a place called San Miguel. Okay. And there's a, I have a house there. Oh, nice. Right on the water. Wow. And so 
I can see the waves breaking and I can see if it's crowded or not. And it's got the consistency of it. And that's why I like to go there. And I, I've been going there since I was like, when I first started surfing. Right. And so I known kids there since they were, they were my age. And now they're all grown old now. And Nicaragua, I've been going there for the past seven years. I got a house that I built there. And then I have some property that I'm, I'm going to build some condos oh, or wow. cabins. And then I'm just going to rent them out to surfers. So where and is this in Nicaragua? It's in the uh, county is called Tola. Okay. And it's close to Costa Rica. Oh, nice. And uh, it's only about maybe a half an hour from Costa Rica. Okay. And and what it is, is is there's so many good waves like Colorado's, Pongas, you have Santa Ana, you have playgrounds, all the surfing spots okay. and it's full, they're full of fish. So you eat fish there all the time. Good oh, food. Oh, really fresh. Seafood. A lot of roots because people there are really poor. And, and so they eat a lot of roots uh, from the ground, a lot of rice and pico de gallo. And so you, what do you find really special about the country? It just really... I think the people there are, are really nice, loving people. Mm -hmm. It's a family there that I love dearly. It's like about 20 of them live close to each other. Oh, nice. Uh, the children, they're like my little grandchildren. A lot of the decor in both of your restaurants is from Nicaragua and from all of your surfing trips, or is it mostly in Nicaragua? No, it's mostly my surfing trips. Okay. But a, a, lot, of, a lot of them, like, like the whale bones and stuff. I got them going down to Baja, going down to, going down to Scorpion Bay, and then we'll go through the desert for about 100 miles. And there's villages in the desert near the ocean, and we will trade whale bones for food. Oh, okay. Food in, and so people, because people, they're far away from society, and it will cost them that much money of gas, and then they'll, they'll turn around and, and give me the whale bones. But that's my vision, too, in the restaurant, is that I wanted to make it unique. Mm -hmm. And my daughters, Helped me too because Natalie graduated from the art classes here in Orange, in Orange County. And Mon Monica graduated from the Academy of Arts in San Francisco. Oh, okay. So she graduated from there and, and so they know art and colors real well. And Natalie has helped me to paint. Uh, and all the paintings you see in my restaurant is my daughters who put them all together. Right. So it's all a family affair here. Yes, I can tell that. And so, yeah, so you're both of your daughters. So how many daughters do you have? I have two. Two, so they both work. They both work. work. They both work the restaurant, and both my grandson works with me. Okay. And my son, he he was working with me, Seven. oldest one, Jeremy, and then I have Isaac, mm. who's also a waiter, and mostly just my whole family works with me. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so the restaurants they're in, they're in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch, and in California. So I have people outside of California listening. So if they visit, they should check it out. And there's all different healthy options. So do you have any more advice for people with interest in staying healthy or opening up a restaurant? Well, one of the things about regarding surfing is is uh, most people are afraid of sharks. The sharks are going to get them. <laughs> I had a shark. I had a shark, uh, a mako, come right next to me. Oh, and, and And I was by myself. So uh, what do you do? I mean, <laughs> uh, nobody was wanting to go surfing because it was lightning and thunder. And it was in Siwatanejo. And so what happens is, so I go forget it. I'm, I'm sure lightning is gonna hit me. So I paddle out. Oh, wow. When I'm sitting there surfing, all of a sudden this big old thing comes right next to me. <gasps> so I said, okay. So put my feet on the board and paddle really slow, like a duck, you know, real mm -hmm. slow, and to shore. But 
the, the shark had no intentions of eating me. Right. Because we went surfing. He was there the next day, and we oh, went just surfing. Hanging out? <laughs> he was just hanging out, making sure we didn't need his food. Uh, I did surfing in Costa Rica, in Punta Arenas, and my son and I were surfing there, and we'd seen uh, crocodiles come right next to go picking up uh, hard fishing. I didn't get really afraid of them. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is the fear, people are afraid to try to do something because they assume something's going to happen, right. which is really 99% of them, more than that, 99.9% is not going to happen. Or not knowing the, not knowing the ocean, because I think uh, the m- most important things, like anything else, is before you build something, you're with the instructions. Right. Well, before you were the ocean, you get to know the ocean. And so how, it's, how does somebody who doesn't know much, but they just either moved to the beach or they just don't know the ocean well, how, how should they get to know the ocean better? Well, it's, first of all, you got to know your tides. Right. you got to talk to other people who know the ocean mm-hmm. and what it is they look at. And don't go out there, pedal out of the bigger waves. Just pedal out and get to know the currents, where's a safe place to surf. And the ocean is there and it's going to do what it's going to do. Right. But you just kind of kind of dance with it, kind of flow with, with the waves. Mm-hmm. And you learn to do that. And eventually, you get to know the ocean. You know, you get to know even you're in a dangerous place, but at least you know what channels and where to go. And, and also, you know, the reefs, knowing exactly. which ones to go. And so what about, for example, localism? So if you move somewhere new, and you, or if, even when you're traveling and you want to surf somewhere. The, the uh, Hines Beach Surfing Association right. is probably one of the oldest clubs in Huntington Beach. And we're kind of local guys, being yeah. around there. But always... And even though it taught me that always respect mm-hmm. the ocean and respect the local people. Yes. Don't be aggressive. Right. Don't try to think because you have the right to do something or gain something. You always got to be kind of be flexible and, and just kind of flow along with the local kids. And then pretty soon you become part of them. Back to nice. other kids, other right. people in respect for, for their teach because they've been in it for yes. so long. Absolutely. That you have to kind of... Uh, have that. They feel you're part of them and then they're not going to say nothing. Sometimes when other people come into your territory and they become aggressive and they think that they're the locals, mm-hmm. which they're not, are the ones that create problems. Right. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Staying healthy, it takes effort. Yeah. It's not something that comes, we don't come out naturally doing exercise. It takes effort and effort means that you do a little bit more than you normally do. You right. just go above that and, and making an effort to, to if you want to lose weight, you got to make an effort. If you want to be, say, if you're hard going, you got to make an effort. In other words, you got to work a little harder than what you normally do to get. Thank you very much, Sal, for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. And so is there a website people could go to? Is it avilas.com? Yes, avilaselranchito.com. So they can see the menus they there. Family, and also we have an email blast that we can send out to people that didn't know what is going on. Okay. And everybody in the family has their own. We're very transparent. We want people to know the family and want people to see what we have. Okay. So go to avilaselranchito.com and you can follow them on, follow you guys on Instagram, right. like them on Facebook and get all the updates. That's right. Great. Well, thank you very much, Thank Sal. you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions for me or for Sal Avila, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. Click on contact, fill out the form, and I'll get back to you. And if you're a current subscriber and you haven't left me a review on iTunes, please do so. I'd really love and appreciate that. While you're on my website, you can read my blog, 
download transcripts, listen to past shows, and find out more information about my services. Stay tuned next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari, your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. 